and welcome to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm your host, the Conservative Atheist, and we're going to be discussing some of the hottest, controversial, and in many cases considered taboo topics. We cover every issue you've ever considered, and several you haven't even thought of, from the unique perspective of a conservative atheist. Enjoy! Um, so one, uh, today's room is going to be, uh, amazing. Like, um, y'all know, so we've talked about a lot of health stuff, right? Um, we've talked about, um, health from many different aspects, but we never really touched on autism, right? Um, cause generally when I talk about something, I want it to be from a unique perspective or from a perspective that people really haven't touched on or is, is something that's, um, uh, it's from a perspective that's not known or that's going to contribute something to the conversation, right? Um, and so today with the information that we have and with the guests that we have, hold on, she's here. Um, the guest we have, um, is amazing. Right. Um, and so when I came across her information, I was like, yo, she got to come on. So, um, let me, let, let me do this real quick. So I know normally we come in, we kind of get warmed up. Um, we talk, we talk about some bullshit for a little bit. Um, we go through the whole process. We're going to switch it up a little bit today um, because we got it for a limited time. Because uh, wherever she is, hey, it's, it's late. She's like, man, look, later in the day, uh, I don't know. Like, I'm sharper earlier. I'm like, cool. So this is what we're going to do. All right. So um, what we're going to do is we got her for like an hour right now. All right. So we're going to get into some stuff for about an hour um, with her. Um, and then tomorrow she's going to come back. And we're gonna do, we're gonna do four hours, okay? <laughs> so I know, hey, she she don't think we marathon, can do it. man. <laughs> it's, it's not a marathon. I'm trying to tell you, she, hey, she don't understand how quick four hours is when you really, really be getting into the weeds, right? Like four hours is is, is gonna be is is not that long. I told her um, our rooms are normally anywhere. Like I plan on doing <clears throat> four is my minimum. Um, mm. I I normally do six. Wow. Anywhere from six, I try to get out by seven. So, um, but last week I ended up going eight. Like it's, but so it's nothing. All right. So she gonna give us four hours tomorrow, and I guarantee at the end of she gonna be like, oh man, that was fast, right? <laughs> um, but um, so first things first. Welcome everybody to the conspiracy cookout. We're here at nine o'clock Eastern. All right, um, and then we're back on Friday for ten for half time. Um, uh, it's a conspiracy cookout with the Ten Four family. It's like being at the cookout with your favorite conspiracy cousins, man. So we sit around. Um, it's real informal, but we talk about all the stuff that you won't see everywhere else, right? Um, and so um, somebody asked me the other day, because uh, we were talking about cancer, right? So one of her friends had cancer. And I was, I was talking to my aunt and my aunt's friend, and one of her friends had cancer. And so I got to tell them, like, yo, she had cancer. Look, all she got to do is this, 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 that, and the other. Cancer be gone. She was like... How do you know this stuff? I said, man, look, I traffic in alternative information, right? So if anybody asks me what I do, that's kind of what I do. I traffic in alternative information. Um, so our guest today also traffics in alternative information. But um, if you guys, if you guys know anybody um, 
who who knows somebody with with autism um who ha like who has a kid with autism or um who you guys think would be interested in this information now's the time to ping them we got um what i would consider the the, the queen in the building um i don't know anybody doing it like her i'm sure she probably knows somebody we'll get i'll ask her in a minute but um listening to her talk um listen to uh to just in because i know what she's using right i know the um the method she's using to uh, to address autism i'm almost certain that whatever she's oh. doing is Can working you hear me? working yes i hear you now oh okay good um, good okay i just want to make sure you know i was here yeah, yeah no, i'm the one that brought you up carrie oh oh thank um, you sorry <laughs> sorry i'm just learning this i don't know clubhouse sorry <laughs> hey yo hey oh, man. um she's new to the app y'all see the party hat <laughs> She she just got on the other day. This is her second time on it in life. So we gotta shoot her some bail. Welcome, um, thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, but yo, um, so here, let me give a, a, a real, real quick intro um about who she is and what she does, right? So for everybody that, that um that's regulars here, um, you guys know um we've been kind of doing some some health stuff, right? So we started off with the homemade hydroxychloroquine. Um, testing that out, seeing how it did, you know, detoxing. Um, we gave all a recipe for that. Wine. Let's go through all of them. Hmm? No, that that let's is hydroxychloroquine. No, no, that, that is how, that is quinine. I know. I said let's go through. All no, 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 so hold on. No, hold on. Jamila, hold on. Hold on. So for everybody that, that knows, so we've been kind of going through um, the uh, so we we did the, the hydroxychloroquine. We did the um, gave a recipe for that. So we're kind of going through that, right? So then um, we transitioned to the uh, to the um, uh, MMS, which is uh, stands for um, Miracle. Is it Miracle Mix Solution? No, Miracle Miracle Mineral Solution. Yeah, um, that's the that's the name that I guess Jim Humble gave it. But at the at the at its essence, it's chlorine dioxide. Okay, and so as I'm doing um, research on that, so I was on Jim Humble's website. And I was going through uh, like the different things that it cures, right? So it would say, all right, um, arthritis, you know, protocol 1000, um, kidney stones, protocol, you know, 2000, um, uh, cancer protocol 3000 plus or something like that, right? But then when it got to autism, it said, go to this website. I was like, yo, what, what, what's the protocol for autism, right? So I go to the website and I was like, okay. And so I'm looking through the website. Um, and so, uh, and then I, I think I see a name. I'm like, Carrie Rivera. Okay, um, I guess I gotta I gotta look for her. And then it just has contact information. So I'm like, well, you know, I I, I don't have autism. I know somebody who got a kid with autism, but you know, I was really just looking for more information. I was like, I wonder. I was curious what the protocol was, right? So it wasn't, you know, I wasn't that deeply invested into it. So then, um, a little while later, I was looking at some videos. And um, I saw the name Carrie Rivera, MMS, Autism Carrie Rivera. I'm like, oh, this is the lady's name that I saw on the, on the what you call it. Let me look at some of her stuff because I really want to know, you know, how this thing works with autism. And so I started looking at the videos and I'm like, yo, this is amazing, right? The way she's talking about it, um, how she's describing how it interacts. And so... Um, I don't know if you guys really know how I get when I get like new information or where I find a rabbit hole, like I dive deep, right? So I get to looking at all the videos that I could find. I'm looking at information, uh, MMS and autism. And so I'm just looking at um, all of this stuff. 
And it's a lot, but it's a lot of good stuff, especially if you're looking for help, right? If, you're, if, if you've been trying stuff and you're like, man, nothing's really, really been working. Um, I'm hearing all this stuff from the medical community, mainstream medical community. I'm hearing stuff from alternative pr- practitioners. Well, I'm getting some results, but not a lot. But then I'm looking at, so I get to looking at this and it's like, yo, this right here, this shit, it, you get results. And so I was going to just talk about it. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I want to um, bring together like all the information that, uh, that I've been looking at, kind of how I normally do. You guys know what I do, right? Um, but then I was like, you know what? Let me see if I can get her to come on. So I hit her up and she, she hit me back and she's here today. Like I said, we're going to do an hour today and then we're going to do four hours tomorrow at 12 o'clock Eastern. We're going to start. All right. So what I wanted to do today Right. So because I don't want to be redundant. Um, what I wanted to do today um, from her was I wanted to get some background stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I wanted to get some background stuff and I want to get into the weeds with her tomorrow. Right. So what I'm going to do after she leaves, um, the main cook tonight is going to be me talking about the science, talking about um, the cause of autism. Right. I'm um, talking about the cover up of where it comes like who's covering it up. And how come we don't know a lot of this stuff? Um, and then we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit um, about the protocol, but not much, right? Because I want her to talk about that tomorrow. But I'm gonna address like I'll just get an overview of uh, what she says the protocol is. But I really want to talk about the cause of it and the cover up. That's what I want to get into tonight. And so we're gonna get into the science about the cause too. And so um, along with Carrie Rivera, um, another lady that uh, whose information I thought was amazing was Dr. Stephanie Seneff. And so when it comes to the cause of autism, we're gonna, so she has a lot like with that, right? Um, she has a big piece of the puzzle when it comes to kind of, to kind of the causes. And so we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get into the weeds with this. All right, so that's what we're gonna do today. All right, so, um, Carrie, you here? Um, yes, I'm here, I'm here. Hi, Linnell, right. how are you? I'm good. I'm tall, dark, and handsome in these streets, Carrie. You at home, nice and settled? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Everything's fine now. Thank you for waiting for me. No, no, no. It's cool. I told you you got time. You got time. All right. So real quick. Um, so I like I watched a lot of your stuff. So I'm familiar <laughs> with kind of how you got into it. Uh-huh. Um, but can you just give people like a brief history, like your journey? Like how did you get into sure. this this aspect of uh, uh, or dealing with? with MMS with autism specifically. Yeah, well, what I did originally was I went to every doctor of like the highest level in biomedical recovery and autism. Uh, Very well researched, you know, connecting with the parents, going to the autism conferences back in the day. My son was diagnosed in 2004, so there wasn't really much internet going on back then. So it was really about traveling to conferences and getting information, going to see doctors. And I did everything from every diet you can imagine, every supplement you can imagine, every injectable you can imagine, stem cells, you know, just did everything. And my son was better. And I opened a biomedical clinic in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I was living with my first husband and I had a hyperbaric chamber. I had neurofeedback. We had IV chelation. We had, you know, a lot of action going on, but the still, the recoveries were still very few and far between. There really wasn't like recoveries. There was more like Oh yeah, some people are better, but you know, better and then being, you know, totally recovered, you know, is is extremely they're very very far apart. So, um one day I was really feeling very very sad because I thought I thought that um I can't go on with a clinic and telling people that autism is curable 
when I'm not seeing anybody recover with all of these interventions. And people are spending a lot of money on these chelators and things like that. So I just was really, it was something I didn't tell anybody about in my head. I was just thinking, what am I going to do? Am I going to close a clinic? Am I just going to say, you know, there's no sense in even bothering, you know, don't bother with the diet because <laughs> it's not really going to pay off in the long run anyway. And my kids went to school. I laid on their bed and I prayed. And I thought, okay, I've been praying for my kid to recover for years. He's not fully recovered. So maybe I'm praying to the wrong name. So I pulled it all out, you know. The angels, Buddha, Allah, God, Jesus. Did you try Satan at all? I'm asking. Did you try Satan? I'm oh, no, 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 no. Oh, all right, all right. No, I was no. making sure. Right, no, 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 no. I mean, it, everything positive, you know? And then, and then I started to remember this chlorine dioxide that happened. They called it MMS back in the day, like you were saying. Um, this, this goes back to 2010. So I bought my first bottles in 2009. Figured, you know, for 20 bucks, you can't cure anything. So I just shelved them. I didn't throw them away, but I shelved them. And then I went on to spend more tens of thousands of dollars trying to recover my kid in that last year, 2009, 2010. And he really wasn't any better. Actually, he was actually worse after that last treatment. So uh, I, I thought to myself, well, I'll pull these suckers out and take a look at them. I activated them and stunk. And I'm like, okay, that's still working. And then I went on Google. You know, back in the day, Google was actually a search engine. Of course, now it's just a propaganda machine, but it used to be a search right. engine. And so I went yeah. and I saw, you know, it destroyed, it opened the viral envelope, it killed candida, it kills bacteria, it kills parasites, it neutralizes heavy metals, it oxygenates the blood in the brain. Um, it just like There was just like no downside to the chlorine dioxide. And when you go online, you look for anybody dead. You can't find anybody dead. Nobody's died from the stuff, you know. And they say, oh, side effects. A side effect does not actually happen. You get a Herxheimer reaction if you go too fast, you know, whatever. But... I use a baby bottle method where I always break up the drop into 16 equal parts into a 16 ounce bottle. So I go really, really low and slow. I don't have those experiences anymore. But again, this is 2010 and Jim Humble's telling everybody to take three drops eight times a day on day one. And so there's a lot of vomiting going on back then. But Jim actually lived with me and my ex-husband for two years from 2012, 2014. He's like, yeah, they might vomit, but they get a lot better. And I was like, I'm like, the problem is you're scaring the people off with the vomiting. <laughs> so, so I tried to just slow it down a little bit so people wouldn't get free, especially when you have a child. I mean, child vomiting is just Yeah, I know you said, you know? like in your story, you said when you first gave My your, kid uh, vomited, it was Yeah, creepy. you said it was projectile vomiting, like exercise It came from vomiting. his feet. Yeah, it came from his feet. I, I kid you not. And you know, I've was felt it? that pain before. I have felt that pain <laughs> more recently a week ago, but continue. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, and of course, and I really encourage everybody, I don't care if it's the kids or the parents, like put one drop in a 16 ounce bottle and drink one ounce every 45 minutes or one swig every 45 minutes. You know, do not ever start off at full dose of, of anything. It just, it's just not an ideal situation. It's never going to be like an encouraging thing. So of course, I finally get a hold of, after, after doing that internet search in 2010, I said, okay, now how am I going to find? There's nothing about kids, nothing about autism. So I start to look for this, you know, humble guy and I start to look for uh, email and I find this church, Genesis 2 Church of Health and Healing. I said, okay, fine. So I sent some emails. I'm like, please, please, I'm this mom and I do these conferences and I have this clinic and I'm helping other people. Can you please tell me how I would dose this for children? And then a couple of days later, Mark Grennan, God bless him, the U.S. government has put him in jail without a trial for the last two and a half years because he promotes chlorine dioxide. And so he, he answers me. He says, I'm going to have Jim uh, answer your email. So I get an email from him, and he says, well, a 25-pound kid, you give one drop eight, uh, eight times a day. A 50-pound kid, you give two drops eight times a day. And a 100-pound kid, you give three drops eight times a day. My son had just turned 10, like 10 days earlier, 
and he was exactly 100 pounds. So I said, okay, here we go. Three drops, eight times a day. Well, like I said, you know, that was around five o'clock in the afternoon, he vomited. So I said, okay, I'll just give him some time off. And then the afternoon, we kind of hung out in like a little TV room. And it was just me reading a book and him jumping up and down, flapping in front of his touchscreen computer in his underwear. And- uh, Hey, real quick here, real quick. Uh-huh. Is your hair rubbing against the microphone? No, uh-uh. Oh, maybe uh, my shirt. Okay, I'll hold it. I'll hold uh, it out yeah, here. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. it. You got the you got the coarsest cotton from, from when you was living in Mexico. I got no, it. you know what it is. I move. <laughs> I'm, I talk with my hands, so my hands are flailing about as I'm telling the uh, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. Chica- it's Vera, a Chicago but... thing. It's a yeah, Chicago say, thing. Your last names are Vera, but you talk Italian. What you call? <laughs> <laughs> you know oh man, now I'm blushing and sweating. Okay, so I will hold it out here. I try not to move my hands so much. Sorry about that. No, it's cool. Go ahead. So anyway, I'm, we're, you know, we're in this room together, just me and my son. And uh, it was around nine o'clock at night. And he turns to me, and says, I want bed. This is something that he had never uttered in his life. Now, he was able to say words like, I want chicken or I want walk or something like that, or I want pool. But he would never say something mundane like that. And I looked at him like, OK, because I was alone. So I thought I was hearing things. And then he heads up the stairs. So I follow him up the stairs. We get to the top of the stairs, which is where his bedroom was. And he turns to me, he looks me in the eyes, like, like smack dab in the eyes, not like that like autistic, sort of looking, sort of not looking. And he says, I want take bath. Again, something he'd never say. You know, I was, I was the, the bath queen, like take a bath, take a bath, let's all take one. So I would like do like all kinds of cheers to kind of get this going. Well, he says, I want to take baths. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And like, nobody's home. I don't know where, and actually to this day, I don't remember where anybody was, but I was all by myself. And he gets in the tub and he's showering and he's got his buff puff with his soap and he's laughing and enjoying and smiling. This really like comfortable, it wasn't like yeasty and, and manacle. It was really lovely. And then as I was drying him off, his eyes met my eyes and he was smiling and his eyes stayed. So this veil of autism had been removed by that kind of overdose or heavy dose or, you know, for, first day full dose of the chlorine dioxide. I said, oh my gosh, this is insane. Get him out of the shower. And he says, I want brushed teeth. Again, something he would never say. He br- we brush his teeth and he says, I want kankit. I want kankit, 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 blanket, blanket, yes. And he like runs and dives on the bed. Now he didn't run and he didn't dive. Even in a pool, he loved to swim, but he would still walk carefully down the stairs to the pool. You know, he'd never jump in the side or anything like that. And then we played kind of roughing around with the, with the blanket. And every time he would roll, he would catch my eyes smiling. His eyes were stuck in my, I mean, they were, were glued eye to eye. So then days pass, I go to my clinic and people are like, what are you doing with Patrick? Like, he's just like, oh my gosh, he looks so different. He's acting so different. And I'm like, well, I bought these drops from this doctor in Guadalajara. I mean, he was a doctor, a pediatrician. I had been there because he was doing IV chelation for the kids. And that's where I bought my bottles to begin with. And so I was just giving people his phone number. He remember like $20 a pair and people were buying this stuff. And they're like, okay, how do I use it? I'm like, I'm trying to figure it out. And it took me a little while to figure it out. I'd break it down into one drop a couple times a day and this and that. And there was still like some kids vomiting because it was still a really full dose for some of those little kids. And then by the beginning of 2011, I started what was called the baby bottle method. 
And so we would take one drop and break it up into eight ounces. You'd take one ounce. You'd be taking one-eighth of a drop at a time. That was good. And then by 2013, 14 became the 16-ounce bottle. So when you cover the, the day, the idea is not giving the pathogens more time to grow than you're killing them. So if you're doing eight doses a day and they've got a 16-hour window where they can multiply and divide, then we're not really winning the battle. But if we can hit them 16 times and only have like an eight-hour window where we're not, we're going to get ahead of the game. And that's where the recoveries really shot up. And I've just been doing this ever since. And I really thought that everybody was looking for autism recovery. And unfortunately, I found out the hard way. Very few people really wanted to hear that story. And it was really unsettling because I thought, wow, you know, when I first got into uh, going to the conferences and stuff, you would hear people like looking for the answers, looking for the answers. So I contact Steve Edelson at the Autism Research Institute, which was taken over by him after Dr. Rimland died. Dr. Rimland started Autism Research Institute and the whole movement of, of biomedical doctors. He wrote the first book about in 1964 called Infantile Autism, where he said autism is not caused from a bad mother. They used to call it refrigerator mother syndrome. It wasn't because he said, you know, I have a, my son has autism. My two girls don't. My wife is a wonderful mother to all three of my children. So it's nothing to do with the woman. Something's going on. And then people around the world started to ex exchange information about, oh, I'm doing a gluten-free diet with my kid and he's getting better. I'm doing a gluten, uh, uh, I'm doing fish oil up here in Norway and my child is getting better. So then he started to compile this information and he was a retired naval psychiatrist. So he opened a little institute right on the corner there on Adams Street in San Diego. I had the fortune to meet him before his passing. He was truly a person who was interested in helping humanity, especially to recover the kids. It didn't matter. If he would have known about this, he would have jumped all over it, and he would have helped you know, promote it around with all the people in the autism world. And uh, unfortunately, he passed away, and we got stuck with people like Steve Edelson, who only care about working with this Jane Johnson from Johnson & Johnson. Um, and of course, we know what those Johnson and Johnson jabs and every other thing happened. So they weren't interested in my story, even though there were 40 kids recovered in a, in a very, very short window. Um, he told me that he wanted a double blind side by side or wasn't interested. And then, of course, on their website, they even have a, a like a little disclaimer, like, you know, we don't we don't promote the use of chlorine dioxide It's dangerous and it's bleach and whatever. I mean, these people are just they're they're, they're multimillionaires off of the backs of our children's suffering and they should be ashamed of themselves. So that's why when people say, oh, you're not a doctor. No, I'm not a doctor because I, I stand to tell the truth. And I've seen now thousands of kids recover, tens of thousands get their lives back and families come back together. This this is destroying families. You know, our children are not born with autism, but the day they're born, they get hepatitis. B and the vitamin K shot. And vitamin K isn't like something cute like vitamin C or vitamin E. It's actually got a bunch of other stuff in it which cause autism too. So when people say, yeah, but not all vaccines are bad. And, and then I just kind of go back to you, like, do you believe in God? Oh yeah, I believe in God. Of course I believe in God. Do you think God makes mistakes? You know, like, oh, we had to wait till the 1900s in order to get these vaccines to keep us alive longer. I just, it's just mind-boggling, you know, what they're doing to us. And, and as new, new mothers, I mean, when, when I was pregnant with my child, okay, I go to, I go to see the gynecologist. Around before 1900. Sorry? Hey, yo, man, you, you, got, you, got, you, got, you got to relax. Yeah, bro. but, but like, the, the, where they really came from, like the 1942, 1943, they started to have more vaccines. It wasn't just like the smallpox here in the 1800s. So where they were really you know, ramping it up. It was, you know, the first, the beginning of what now is 72 vaccines before the age of two. 
So this was, uh, this was, you know, just unbelievable what was, what's happening to us at this point in time. Correct. So, and nobody really wanted to hear the truth. That was the part that was most shocking to me, I guess. And then of course, to be able to witness thousands of kids recover, you know, how do you, how do you keep that to yourself? And of course, then I just became an outcast. And I still, I still mostly walk alone, although um, there are people like Linnell and other people that want to hear the story and share the story. And I just think, you know, we have to start somewhere. And, and I always say yes to every interview because you absolutely never know who's listening today that needs to hear the story, that needs to know that there are other options and that you haven't tried everything. Because a lot of people say, well, I've tried everything. But when you start looking at what their everything was, it was like a mediocre gluten-free diet. It was a whole bunch of supplements which don't kill pathogens and don't take down inflammation. There's a whole lot of supplements. So, you know, we spent a lot of money, we, we wasted a lot of time, and now it's time for the end of this problem. All right, cool. So, at <clears throat> Linnell, huh? do, you, it, do you mind if I have a, I have a question? What's up? Go, what if, you got, sorry. Yeah, thank you. I walked in when you were talking about hydrochloroquine, mm -hmm. and and you were talking about recipes. So I don't know what you guys were talking about, the recipes and all the extra stuff before, but you were talking about hydrocorticoin when I showed up in this room. And I don't know how many of you guys know that hydrocorticoin is melanin binding, which means, from what I understand, that anything that's mel any any drug that's melanin binding it builds toxicity in our systems if you are, are hyperpigmentated like highly melanated people are. And it's more detrimental to you, it, it could kill, mm -hmm. and it causes all kinds of different problems beyond the one you're trying to solve. That it bothers me of someone who, who is, is hyperpigmentated, like we are as black people, that we use that drug or any other drug that we don't even consider that might be um, right. uh, melanin binding. Yeah. No, no, no. So hold on, hold on, Chaya. Um, so we're actually talking about uh, MMS right now. So I mentioned. Um, uh, hydroxychloroquine um, is just part of a bigger story, but we're talking about MMS right now or chlorine dioxide. You get what I'm saying? So, um, uh, Carrie Rivera, she's actually been um, healing people from autism. Uh, I don't know what the number is right now, but I'm, I'm assuming it's in the thousands because she's been doing yeah, shit so far. But, but I guess, like, and but I guess the bigger question to your point, because I heard her and I'm a sympathist for autism, I, I follow the numbers. Um, and mm -hmm. so the and so the the cures or the potential cures that we mm -hmm. are testing out are we sympathetic to whether they are melanin binding or not? That's my question because we can't rule out those of us who are highly pigmented who might suffer from taking medication. So check this out. Might, might, might back kill other people and kill other people. Yeah. Right. So check this out. This is what I would say to that. And so um, when I was reading uh, when I was reading the Jim Humble's book on the uh, on the protocol, right? So like for people like us who kind of delve into this stuff, right? So dude, I take all kinds of supplements. I take like all kinds of herbs, all kinds of uh, um, just everything, right? And so in the book is like, um, what he says, if you're gonna take um, a, a chlorine dioxide, a lot of the stuff that um, we take that's good for us will cancel out the, uh, the effects of chlorine dioxide. And so the way he put it, he say, look, um, deal with the immediate problem now, right? So let's say if you're right, so let's assume, and I, I don't think this is the, the, the case because um, the more I read about chlorine dioxide, um, it doesn't harm, uh, it doesn't harm the body. It only harms pathogens, right? But <clears throat> let's assume 
right, for a minute, that it did um, do some harm to melanin or did bind to melanin. This is an assumption, right? Let's say it did. It's a hypothetical. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, If your child was autistic, right, the temporary time that they would be on the chlorine dioxide is worth the recovery and you can deal with the um you can deal with the other stuff after that the most important thing is yo let's recover from the uh, the autism first let's recover from what got us in this place in, in, in this place of dis-ease you get what i'm saying and so you have to deal with things in a logical manner i think okay? i think i hear you and i don't want to center myself because mm-hmm. carrie's the center of this conversation but when you say that you assume that we can brave the the wave of negative effects that melanin binding uh, drugs have for us when a lot of us are dying from high blood pressure, lots of dying from strokes, lots so, of dying from so, heart No, but this is the thing, right? This is the thing, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. But this is the thing, right? That's up for each individual to make that um, to make that decision. And so, if um, if if somebody says, you know what, I'd rather keep it like this, and I don't want to engage in it, that's fine. But what we're doing is we're giving people the information for them mm-hmm. to make an informed decision. All right, so hold on. We're going to pivot back to uh, back to Kerry because I got questions and we only got her for a little bit tonight. But then, hey, remember everybody. So we're doing like an hour tonight, and then we're coming back um, tomorrow, twelve o'clock Eastern, right? And we're going to do four hours, and we're going to um, we're going to get into the protocol. Um, if anybody has specific questions, um, uh, bring them. If you know more people who you think might want to hear Kerry talk or um, uh, have questions for, um, bring them too. All right. Um, but tonight, like I said, I got a limited time and she sounded like she was, she was just getting to the crib. I don't know if she ate yet, but I got some questions, <laughs> Carrie. Um, can, so, wait, can I just mention something about what this, this lady just said? Yeah, go ahead. What um, you got? I think there's a couple of really cool points. So one of the things that was most exciting about chlorine dioxide in 2011, a man by the name of Leo Kehoff, rest in peace. He went with the red cross into, I believe was Uganda. And they did a malaria test. You know, millions of children in Africa die every year from malaria, and they don't need to. You literally give them one or two drops of chlorine dioxide and a, and a drink of water, and the next day they are negative from malaria. So chlorine dioxide could be the answer to all of those millions of needless deaths, which I'm, I'm certain it is. And, of course, the Red Cross, they, they gave it the thumbs up and they gave it the thumbs down because, of course, they're working on vaccines with this uh, Gates fella. So so that's with the malaria. And I've worked with families in 77 different countries. Every background, every race, color, creed, religion, it doesn't matter. I've worked with families all around the world, and I have recoveries all around the world. So I would say there's no downside. I've never seen anybody react negatively to chlorine dioxide. I've seen, for instance, some kids be more sensitive, where I have to actually start off with maybe one thirty-second of a drop but there's never been anything negative. And the other thing when people say, oh, well, what does it do if it kills bacteria? What if it kills the good flora? It's a positively charged molecule. So it's repelling, it's re- repelling by the, the friendly flora. It's only gonna be attracted to the, the pathogenic flora. So it's gonna get rid of you know, the stuff we don't want around anyway. Uh, I've just never seen anything negative with regards to chlorine dioxide. I even have a friend, she has that, uh, that GP6, G6P, I forget it off the top of my head. But anyway, it's one of these things where people, they cannot eat certain foods and they have all kinds of, you know, like you have to stay away from many, many, many different things. They're still able to take chlorine dioxide. I've just not seen somebody not be able to take it in one modality or another. 
Well, I can tell you, um, I'm up. So I'm a, I'm at five drops right now, mm-hmm. and I'm struggling, man. Yeah, but are you struggling. taking five at one time or five and? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 five at one time. Oh no, no! Why would we do that? Why, why would we do that? <laughs> yeah. wait, so, wait, 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 wait! Oh. Why would we do that? So what you would do is you'd start with a big bottle of water, and then you, you know, you just keep going up a drop a day, a drop a day, a drop a day until you know maybe you will take fifty to eighty drops a day. Maybe I you will. I knew it. But, but you're creeping no, no, up no. on it by one sixteenth of a drop every like swig. So the I think the the protocol the the one in Jim's book I think uh, that's hardcore. Yeah, yeah, oh my gosh, that's, that's hardcore! Is. I would never, ever recommend anybody do. Well, no, no, like no, that. not for kids. So, not for, for anybody. This for me, really? You know, not oh, for yeah, anybody. Yeah. Because, for oh. example, you might be like a really healthy guy. Like I had this one dad. He pumped iron. He looked like Schwarzenegger in his best day. Yeah. The guy was just super buff, um, yeah. and he could take like twenty-five drops at one time because he's so used to oxidizing from all mm. the lifting that he's doing. But I, I mean, that's totally insane. I would never that's do that. Definitely not no. Yeah, no, no, but that doesn't go. <laughs> but, but you know what? I think it's better to not scare people because I have parents who say, oh, I want to do it with my child. How should I do it? I say the exact same way. One drop divided into 16 equal parts. Every single day you go up by one drop. So you start with one sixteenth of a drop. Next day you add one more drop to that bottle. And we go up really slowly. So adults might take maybe 60 days to get the 60 drops divided into your 16 doses a day, or maybe you don't want to do 60, maybe you want to do eight, but whatever it is, I recommend always breaking it up into a, a bottle where you can actually make lines and you just say, I'm going to take right, these every so, hour. All right, so I hey, real quick, because uh, the thing is, I don't want to, um, I don't want to get sidetracked by uh, my, me and Joseph's personal thing, because it's, it's, there are three people who are on the stage that are, that are doing it right now, right? Okay. So Joseph, myself, and, uh, and Ms. J. So Ms. J actually does what you're saying, right? So right. she has like a, a, a big bottle that she yeah. throws around and she sips on it throughout the day. Yeah. Joseph and I do the Hard eight part. hour thing. We do the eight hour thing. So we, we're going, um, so I think Joseph's at like, you know what, Joseph is battling this lymphedema. He's, he's, um, he, he's, he's um, trying to heal his, his self and recover his body from lymphedema. He's going to so get he, there, but, <clears throat> but there's no sense in like, you know, making yourself feel bad. So it doesn't, you don't, ha- and actually you really want to have the chlorine dioxide in your body all day long, not just eight doses a day. You want to start when you wake up in the morning, have a swig of your bottle, brush your teeth, get on with your day. Another hour, just set your smartphone to just like, you know, or your smartwatch or whatever you use to, to alert you to take another swig. You want to always have it. It's only lasting 45 minutes in the body. And if you have it in your body more like 14 to 16 hours instead of just like six to eight hours, it's so much better. And actually, when you give your immune system System hits like like you're doing right now with and, I, and I'm not condemning you what you're doing. I feel pretty condemned, Carrie. Pretty condemned. <laughs> I know, but I, but no, I don't no, want to no. ever discourage anybody. No, 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 but I also think got? that you might have like a nicer time, just to you know, kind of overall feel better. Maybe you're tolerating five drops ten times a day. Great, but there's still the other fourteen hours a day. So what would happen if you went to five drops sixteen times a day? Would you be sick? Would you be nauseated? Would you be feeling kind of queasy? Probably. That's why I think that Miss J is doing it much better. Um, just because I think it's I think it's better for the immune system. I think it's better for your body because I've seen people like that, you know, kind of hardcore folks that are like, no, 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 I'm I'm vomiting, but I'm doing great. Yeah, that was me. And, and no judgment. Hey, Carrie, if you can go over the, if you could please go over the dad bod protocol with Lil Don't do so that. What protocol? Reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't do that. Wait, dad bod. He's trying to crack jokes, Carrie. Oh, okay, sorry, I didn't understand. I have yeah. a question. 
so uh, with the protocol, right? If you're saying go 16 hours instead of just eight, because eight is what I was currently at, right? Yeah, no. But I was doing I was doing eight drops um, per four ounces of water. And the last day, I kind of overdid it. Or yeah. no, I think I was at nine drops. But you're wow. saying go for longer amount of time. And if you are saying go for longer amount of time, mm -hmm. is there like a no fruit protocol? Like you're no. not really supposed to be... No, no, no. That's another thing. So, okay, this whole idea of like two hours, half hour, four, I mean, it's totally insane. I mean, everyone's just pulling these numbers out of a hat. You know, like, oh, two hours away from coffee. Why? How do you know? <laughs> what, what, what kind of testing was done? You know, and I know these people. Remember, like, Jim lived with me. Like, I'm, these are like my intimate people, right? And I'm not talking smack about them. They're really amazing people, all of them. But there is no, like, scientific evidence. So what I do is I just start everybody, as soon as you wake up, take an ounce of your 16 ounce or take a swig or, or take it out and put it into more water to dilute it down so it tastes better whatever you have to take to get it in and then just do that every 45 to 60 minutes all day long until you go to bed you eat you drink your coffee you take your supplements whatever you do but just keep taking it because there is a benefit you know it gets the stomach it gets dispersed into the body and it is killing pathogens i would make sure that i had that in the body all day long so you know the oh uh, you know hold on wait wait wait, wait. this is Again, I keep forgetting. Are hey, we going to stay on track with autism, guys? Because this could go, like, for a long time. Anyway, so back to the autism. Um, so when you say that you've been getting – so, one, you said you tried to tell, like, the, the mainstream uh, uh, autistic kind well, of group. No, not mainstream. This was the biomed group. I mean, these were, like, relatively alternative, but they all still were medical doctors. But they mm -hmm. were still alternative in the way that they were – open to the fact that autism was caused by vaccinations and toxicity and that there was a cure, except for they weren't curing anybody. Uh, yeah, yeah, my bad. I was, uh, okay. yeah, yeah. So okay. um, what's been the response? Well, one, have you talked to like, huh. any other mainstream doctors or have you talked to them about, uh, well, what did they say about the MMS protocol? I guess is my question and the results uh, that you were having. Yeah, I mean, well, now it's different. Like, I've been doing this 13 years. The beginning was tough, really, really tough. Like the like the first couple of years was great because everyone was like, oh yeah. I mean, I'm getting. I mean, I, my email would be like 60 to 70 emails every morning. I probably have five now. You know, five okay. actual emails every every morning when I wake up. But you know, it used to be like I just had pages and pages of emails from parents that were looking for answers and I would share, like I would create a document, I would share it with them on what to do, how to get started. I would travel around the world and I would do presentations in different countries, um, had a clinic and it was really well received by the parents. And then the medical doctors who were then starting to lose their, uh, you know, their clients basically would become clients of theirs. Uh, and then of course the people who are doing all that la expensive lab testing and taking our money with, you know, no real need for all those labs they were doing for our kids, they started like really a, a you know, like a, a schmear campaign mm -hmm. against me. And so that was pretty much where, that was pretty much where mm -hmm. I, um, what do you call it? That was pretty much where I realized that we were, we were getting separated. Like there was, there was them and then there was, there was me, you know, it was definitely the two did not meet. Okay, so as as people got better and they didn't need to do all the labs, they didn't need all the pharmaceutical drugs, um, they kind of went away from what you were talking about. 
Well, the, 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 this kind of alternative mainstream, if you could say alternative mainstream, like they're medical doctors, they still, you know, they believe still in antibiotics and all these kind of labs and things like that. And then people started doing chlorine dioxide, which cost like 20 bucks, and they were listening to me, and these people were not going to them anymore. So they, in their little group, that's with this Autism Research Institute, they started to kind of do smear campaigns against me. Um, and I was just a mother who prayed and got the answer of that this works. And again, you're not getting 100% recoveries, but we're also, you know, we don't know how damaged each child right. is. Everybody's damaged their, their own levels. Right. And of course, the other thing is you don't know what's going on in the house. I had a sad story the other day. It was really sad because the mom, she's really trying. She's got two kids with autism. And so we were going to have an appointment, but then the father wasn't there. So I called her anyway, and we started talking. She was crying, and I, and I told her, you know, listen, I know you're doing a great job. Because she said, my husband, he, he doesn't support the diet. You know, he's just complaining because I'm spending money on, you know, there's, there's a few supplements that go along with it. It's not very, very expensive, so, but it's still, it's still not free. Mm -hmm. So the CD and everything, and she said, I'm doing all the 16 dose. I'm doing the enemas. I'm doing everything. And my husband, when he comes home from work, he gives the kids bread. So automatically you bounce out the gluten-free diet when you give bread and it can last, I mean, wheat in the body as far as gluten, which is the protein that causes brain damage in our kids because they've got a leaky gut, uh, it can last up to, up to three weeks. So the dad every night, and of course, you know, like you, you're, you're gone all day long and you, you want your kids to like you and everything, so you give them something that they really like. But you know, the, it was undoing all the work that the mother that the mother did all day long with the children. So, you know, and then I had a conversation with them later on, like a week after that, you know, the parents together and let's try to support so that we can actually make this happen because I understand your feeling about the money. But the diet is, you know, just so incredibly important to the autism recover because if you never stop these proteins from getting to the brain, we're just not going to get where we need to be. We're just not going to get there. And then the parents who have the best results are the ones that just nail the diet right away. They get the 16 doses in. They get their enemas in. I had a mom the other day. It was in September. Her child was already pretty much carnivore. Like we just had to pull out a few vegetables, and he was really carnivore, and we just upped the fat. Um, he was a 40-pound kid. And about three weeks later, she was texting me because I, I have ac everybody that works with me has access to my uh, my private Skype. And she's texting me, she's telling me like, oh, you know, he's doing this and he's doing that and he's doing those. And I'm like, wait a second, I'm sitting here waiting for my uh, for, 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 for waiting for an appointment. So go ahead and take this ATEC score. So the ATEC score is Autism Treatment Evaluation Checklist. So you can actually do your online check to see where your kid is on the spectrum. So zero to ten would be recovered. 160 is the child's a mess, and you know somewhere in between you're getting better. So, uh, her child started off at about a 70. So he wasn't so bad off. I mean, he was bad, but not so bad. Um, after three weeks of carnivore and half full dose of CD, his ATEC was 26. We only had to get to 10, and he would be considered recovered, and that was in three weeks. So between diet and CD, that is absolutely the most important part of the entire protocol. And then we have other things that we add in after we get, after we reach those, you know, that perfection. But diet is really, really important. It cannot be overlooked. So I have some people say to me, well, I'm doing the CD, but the diet's like 90%. I said, you know what? Don't do it. Just do 0% diet. Until you decide to do it 100%, do 0% because you're going to get 0% results if you're doing 90%. All right. Um... So outside of the alternative mainstream doctors not messing with you, um, has, it, has it been any other blowback 
on you kind of. Uh, oh my God, there's been so much, so much blowback. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I mean, you, <laughs> you and I are from Chicago. You know that Facts. Phil, that Phil Rogers scumbag from NBC. This goes back 2000. I think it was 2015. Um, I, I thought, you know, I always kind of wanted to bring the chlorine dioxide. That's why I stopped calling it MMS. I started calling it chlorine dioxide, even though Jim was all offended. I'm like, yeah, but Jim, you know, we cannot talk about miracles and then expect the mainstream to like look at this molecule seriously. So I said, okay, well, I'll call it CD for short because it's chlorine dioxide. And so this, I was going to be at a conference in Autism One at the at the Marriott or well, the Westin at O'Hare. And uh, so I get an invitation from, um, what was his name? I just said his name, uh, Phil Rogers. And so Phil's like, oh, I'd really love to, I'd really love to interview you for, you know, that you're going to be at the conference and you're in Chicago and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, this is really cool. So, you know, we start to talk, okay, what am I going to say? What am I not going to say? He starts asking me uh, during the interview, like the interview was actually going extremely well. You know, he asked me a question like, you know, well, what do doctors say? I said, well, a lot of people that I work with actually have a, a, a mainstream practitioner that does their labs, you know, blood labs and liver values and stuff every three, four months because the family wants that. And, uh, you know, and I work with them on the other side. So I have a lot of parents that, you know, work with more than one practitioner and I'm, I'm the main one, but they also do the other stuff. And he was like, okay. Anyway. He asked me about Jim Humble and if Jim Humble's a, a Christian, as a as a Scientologist and if Jim Humble is into aliens and stuff. I'm like, what are we talking about here? So anyway, it was a fabulous interview, with the exception of those a couple stupid questions that I, you know, I, I did a really good job skating them. They must have all been on the cutting room floor because it looked like I was the biggest jerk. I would look like I was probably a Scientologist even. And I mean, I'm not I'm not dissing Scientology. I just I don't know anything about it, so I don't want to get involved with. It. But this is kind of what they made it look like and that I was a bleach peddler. It was super horrible. And I was like, how could that have gone so wrong from the interview that really went so well? But that was kind of me learning. You know, now I understand what they're trying to do. And of course, after this pandemic, I understand even more why they made they had to do it. Because Jim Humble, when he brought it to the world, he called it, called it a miracle, looked like snake oil. He's a super mega lovely person, but he also like would talk about aliens and stuff. Like you cannot mix, you know, you can believe in aliens. That, that's okay. You can do whatever you want. But if you're trying to get your message across, you probably want to come. I don't know, you kind of want to come at it some, somehow like, you know, maybe not spilling all your cards on the table because you're going to find people that don't agree necessarily with everything you have to say. What we want them to agree with or what I want people to agree with me about is that there is a cure for autism. Chlorine dioxide has been active in curing, recovering people many, many times from autism. It's not 100% of the time getting 100% of the recovery, but we are getting healing. We are getting improvements in every case. And then X number of kids have, and there's thousands now, I don't know, three, four, five, six, who knows. But the point being is you cannot, um, you, you cannot kill the mission, you know, with having all these kind of personal opinions out there. It just doesn't really help. What we just want to talk more about is about the chlorine dioxide, you know, kind of stick to that and not get involved in your personal religious views or, you know, aliens and all that kind of stuff. But that really did hurt for a while because, you know, here I'm just going like, well, I'm, sir, I'm just talking about these children that have recovered. I'm, 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 I'm telling you my experience. You know, I'm not telling you that um, I know everything, no. And I'm not telling you that this is the be all end all for every person, that there's not, you know, more than one way to quote unquote skin a cat. There are lots of ways. Um, but I just really came at it from a very 
straightforward standpoint about what I've seen. I, I mean, it's just been huge blessings. And of course, right now I've got a kid, he, he was having grand mal seizures, he was having, um, and then he was having absence seizures. He's now 22 days carnivore on chlorine dioxide and he's had, thank God, not one grand mal seizure. And today he had his first day with zero uh, absent, those petite mal, the little ones where they just kind of space out. Not even one of those. And this, he's not even on full dose of CD yet, and he's on carnivore diet, which is a high-fat uh, diet which has no carbohydrates. It's just, you know, I, I just live miracles every day, and I try to share it with people. For the, you know, there's going to be somebody maybe, you know, uh, there was a couple ladies the other night when you and I talked for the first time, and I got an email, and I was able to share the diet. And, and you know, their aunts, I think their aunts are friends of, of people with a uh, child with autism. But I think that's beautiful. You know, when you hear something, it's like you want to help your friend, you want to help your, your niece or your cousin or whatever. And um, that, that's what it is, you know, as people, what, what are we doing? We're networking at the end of the day. We're always somehow networking. And, and of course, this is just a network so that these children have a much, problem with autism, there's pain involved. Like their guts are a mess. They're feeling bad. They got a headache, you know, and uh, their, their life is not enjoyable. And we can make all that go away. So whether you get a full recovery or just uh, just, a, just a full healing and not a full recovery. Because remember, the, the vaccines and a lot of the kids have caused brain damage, you know, permanent brain damage. Uh, my best friend, for example, her son, he speaks four languages on a keyboard, yet he's never spoken a word in his life. Uh, and, and she's done, you know, everything under the sun to recover this child. And he's had improvements, you know, wild improvements, of course, because he used to have diarrhea and diapers and this, and of course he's out of diapers and he sleeps through the night. And so there's a lot of really amazing things that have happened for this child, but we have to still heal them and help them to heal as far as we can. Because they're like, at the end of the day, some of the kids have severe brain damage from the vaccines as, as encephalitis. Right. All right, so a couple of real quick things. The chlorine dioxide, um, you don't sell it, right? So no, 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 no. That's that's what I think why my friend Mark is in jail because he promoted it and he sold it. So I just never sold it. Cool. The other thing is when it comes to you working with the kids, do you charge the families? Well, I have two options. I have, okay, uh, and I only speak two languages. So I have uh, telegram groups in English and in Spanish. I have uh, private groups for people that are working with me, uh, mm. you know, individually. And then I also have free groups in both English and in Spanish. And I have, I pay moderators to be in those groups on a full time. And of course, when they don't know the answer, they come to me and they also have well, one of them is bit. She's my, been my assistant for the last 12 years. So, um, she's from Venezuela and she was the president of the foundation that we used to do conferences in Venezuela together. So we had hundreds of kids recovered there, but anyway, so she knows my protocol almost as well as I know the protocol. So she's in most of the groups all day long. And then now we've hired her brother-in-law who speaks perfect English. And of course he's from Venezuela as well. So we have English and Spanish in, in, in both areas. And so I have free groups. I have free groups and I have, you know, like I said, the ones of people that are working with me directly. Uh, we have something for everybody. It's just, I work in Latin America a lot because of course I speak Spanish. And, um, you know, the, you know, we in the United States, for example, um, you know, there's one thing when you don't have a lot of money and then there's something in Latin America and you don't have a lot of money. And of course, I only speak two languages. So these are my, 
you know, my points of reference. And when they don't have money, it's, you know, we just, we, we try to help them as much as we can. And the other thing is, uh, like, for example, the country of Peru, very difficult to get products into, very, very difficult to ship in there. So, you know, they have to kind of rely on what stuff's available. So they will send us like, oh, is this kind of similar to this other product that you guys are using in, you know, the rest of the world where you can ship it around? And then we just try to help them the best we can. And it works. I mean, it's, it's you know, like I said, there's always more than one way to skin a cat. All right, cool. You know what I wanted to know? So have you uh, like taken like chlorine dioxide for, for an extended period of time, like yourself to help anything you were doing? I was just curious. I was no, like, because I, I thank okay. God I've been mostly healthy. I mean, I come from, <coughs> my parents are, my parents are like, you know, they're like, I don't know, they're just like, they're, they're like, like workhorses. Um, so I think I got some of that gene. Yeah, my grandmother's the, like that. Yeah, I come from that. I come from those yeah, people. Yeah, you come so. from the good stock, I, like I, my grandmother was. She <laughs> she was in the field, like when she was in like yeah, right. five, six, seven, all that. So she was like twelve, thirteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got those I survivor genes. I got those from my parents. So, yeah. I got you. I got you. But you I do like when I, you know, if I if I need something, I would I would definitely take it. But you know, I haven't. Thank God, I haven't. Okay, no, I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took some maybe about, I don't know, maybe about six months ago, I had something funky and I took it for a while and then I, but I just, you know, take it here and there. Or the other day I was spraying, I don't know, I had something, I was, I had the spray bottle upstairs, I was doing something with it. You just, you know, when you need something, you take it. Right. So I know, yeah, because it's, uh, there are some people that are like that. I think the lady that introduced us to it, uh-huh. um, I think her and her brother has something going on, I think with their teeth or something. Oh. And so... Um, she was like, yeah, I took it. Like I had a toothache. The doctor, uh-huh. Dennis was telling me I needed a root canal. Oh. And my brother told me about this protocol. I, I did mm-hmm. it. It worked and I, I don't need it. And so, it's, and yeah. her brother, same thing. Whenever it flares up, he goes back to the chlorine dioxide. Right. It goes right. away and then they're cool. So exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a <laughs> lot of people use it like that. And DMSO, you know, anything for your mouth, you definitely want to be using. DMSO. Here we go. Mm-hmm. What's up, yeah. Joseph? You said a high carnivore diet. And no well, wheat. Well, wait, high carnivore. I, I talk about carnivore diet. So carnivore diet is a high fat diet. You know, people think, oh, that protein diet like Atkins. No, it has to be a high fat diet because the fat of the animal is what reduces the inflammation in the human body. Okay, then my question then is this. What about for mm-hmm. plant-based individuals? Like would avocados oh. substitute or? Oh, no, 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 no. I would never do plant-based. My my sickest kids are plant based. I I I mean I work with. I talk work with a, that shit, Carrie. Talk wait. that shit. Well, no. I didn't, talk but I'm not shit. coming here to change your mind on whether you want to eat plants, okay? Because uh, I work with families in, in. I work with families in India. A lot of families in India, and there's a lot of veganism over there in India, and it's super hard to get these kids to respond. And it was only a, a little over a year ago that I read the book by Dr. Sean Baker called The Carnivore Diet. So then I started following that down a little bit more. Then I, wrote, I read The Fiber Menace, which is all about how fiber is destroying our guts. And then um, in January, Carolina, my assistant, she says, hey, Macarena is a, a mom from Peru, and she's got her daughter on carnivore as well as on your protocol, and the kid's almost fully recovered. And there's about 40 other families from Peru that would like to do like a little group. So could we like sponsor a telegram group for this you know, little group of moms? So I said, okay, let's do a Zoom call with Macarena and the other two moms who wanted to, you know, uh, to moderate this group. So I said, okay, Carolina and I will be there with you girls. 
And then we have the other families in there. We hold the protocol and they do the diet and we, you know, we get all the, everything's translated so everybody knows how much fat you need, how much protein, how many calories, so we're not, we're not messing up. In less than four months, January to May, we had 10% recovery in this group. And I just sat there and said, oh my goodness, we've been off for so long because most of these gluten-free diets and why these kids aren't recovering, and my son also, in the early days, there was a lot of those gluten-free breads and you know that kind of stuff. And, and my ex-husband, vegan, sick as a dog, this guy, just sick, sick. Um, and, and not just in the head, I mean, just physically really, really not in good shape. Uh, half sister also vegan, not in good shape. So I also, I kind of watch people, you know, and I also did the vegan thing for a while, didn't feel so good. But I also think that there's people who could probably be okay that way. But for autism, they did the kids with the, with the carnivore, it's just absolutely gut healing brain. Hey, healing. Carrie, I have a question for you. Uh, uh -huh, sure. Yeah, no, in terms of, of autism across the world, and you were talking about uh -huh. the Indians who are mostly vegans, and I know quite a well, there's a of lot them. of them. They're not mostly, but I would say there's a lot more vegans there because a lot of a lot I mean, of Indian but, but, families. But, but I guess that wasn't my question. Fish. I guess my question was in terms of autism. Uh -huh. Do you know the how how do we measure up as Americans with, <laughs> on the autism rate with with Indians from India? You, oh, the U.S. is the sickest group. First of all, you have not only do you have a really good vaccine rate. Like I mean, you're you know they're they're getting pretty much all the kids because in order to go into a public school. They, they make sure that you have to have the vaccines. And the other problem, Dr. Stephanie Seneff, like Linnell was talking about, she says that the glyphosate is causing the autism. So there's more glyphosate in the US and in Canada than anywhere else in the world. So the kids in, in North America are the sickest children on the planet by far. I, I guess the reason why I asked the question is because you were talking about the Indians and being more vegan, and then you, you, you compared them to Americans and you said that, you know, most of the people that you know who are vegan are the sickest people, at least in your family, blah, blah, blah. Uh -huh. But, and that's why I asked about the comparison. But yeah. now your comparison is that the Indians don't really have autism in a way that Americans do, regardless no. of whether they're, they're vegans or not. Yeah, but the it would affect the recovery rates too. It would affect the recovery rates. So if, if you could have a diet that would be higher in, in fat, like animal fat, for example, which they're low in animal fat, uh, but but by by far the American kids are the sickest kids and the and the children and I can talk to I mean I work with families like I said in about seventy seven different countries and I would say that by far the sickest children are definitely in North America uh, regardless of diet just in general I mean even the siblings of the kids with the autism are not okay you know the ones that are okay are not okay and that like Dr Stephanie Senev is talking about the glyphosate yeah so we're gonna get into that and, uh, and so I'm gonna do a whole breakdown on the, the glyphosate as part of the main cook today. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we'll, we'll get into that as to, as to um, why it's the culprit, um, where it can be found and things of that nature. So yeah, yeah and you know what I did, the, just to also touch about the, the families in India, there was one girl, and I remember this story very, very, very specifically, she ate three bowls of rice a day. That was like, she was maybe nine, 10, 11, something like this, but very like, wouldn't eat anything else. So what we did was we cut the bowl of rice in half and we added a lot of coconut fat, you know, coconut oil to it. And actually in about six to eight weeks, she was even better just by having cut the carb in, in half and increased the fat, even though we we're still vegan. So the fat has a lot to do with it as well. And we're definitely, oh. definitely not getting on fat in our diets. Well, wait, but, but, said, but, but, wait, okay. Hold on, hold on sorry. go ahead, Joseph. Go ahead, go ahead, Joseph. You said, uh, you said coconut oil and you used that and cut the rice in half. 
essentially. Is that what that you was with a vegan, a family that were vegan in India that uh-huh. I worked with. This goes back about six, eight years. But I remember the story super well because the little girl only eat, ate bowls of rice. Like she had like three big bowls of rice a day. And by increasing the fat, she improved. I, I, I lost touch with them. I don't know what happened. But there was, a, there was still an improvement by increasing the fat and reducing the carbohydrate, even though we still didn't you know, improve the diet to where I would have liked it to have been. Just not possible. No, okay. Thank you for that. That's, that's why I was, I was asking about like upping the fat for people who are plant-based. Like, yeah. Does that have any? Yeah. Um, I mean, that's what okay. I do with them. You know, I mean, I, I, like I said, you know, you don't know who I've had to see, I've seen people recover on lots of different diets. You know, I had a I was promoting keto at one time and some of the kids did really well on keto, but I remember even when I was just gluten-free, casein-free, look at Venezuela and the, and, and the lady that we're talking about too, she's right. You know, in Venezuela, for example, I was I gave two conferences a year from 2011 to 2013 in Venezuela, and that was when I mean the country was you know like the wheels were coming off, and uh, people you know you kind of ate what you could get. They were able to get coconut milk, coconut oil, coconut water, beans and rice like for sure, eggs for sure, and so their diet was pretty high carb. And they also had this thing called the arepa, and the arepa is made out of corn flour. So that was their diet, and we still had in the first six months from the conference in March of 11 to the conference in October of 11, when we resaw those kids again, there were still, um, I think it was 38 or something like that, 38 to 40 kids recovered just from that main first group of, I don't know, several hundred that actually you know, started actually doing the whole protocol. And so sometimes you get lucky, but I also think this goes back to Stephanie Sennett's work. I really believe that because Venezuela doesn't have so much glyphosate, because they're not like all ponied up to the US with the, with the Monsanto, that I think that they were spared some of that extra insult that was in their grains. I don't know, I mean, this is just my thinking. How's the, um, how's the, vac- the, the vaccinations down there? Yeah, I think I think because we're working off, you know, WHO and CDC, those are international. So most mm-hmm. of the most of the uh, vaccine schedules internationally look the same for the most part. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. Um, let's see. All right. So real quick. Um, so I know uh, I know it's getting late for you. So do me a favor. Can you? <laughs> I know it's getting late. I feel like an old lady, but I get up at like five or six in the morning. I'm like, oh. All right. So do me a favor. Can you just go a real quick overview of the protocol that you generally put absolutely um, the kids on? Absolutely. Um, and so real quick, guys. Um, <clears throat> this is uh, Carrie Rivera. Um, she uh, she helps um, kids um, recover from autism using. Um, chlorine dioxide and with the with the whole protocol around it so i think uh, chlorine dioxide is, is the heart of it and then she has a protocol around it to kind of help um to, to help kind of round out the uh or get the body prepared to, to get recovered and shit right um so she, she's with us today for now um she's about to get out of here in a whole second but she'll be back tomorrow we're going to do about uh we're going to do a room tomorrow 12 o'clock eastern um and we're going to do it all so we're going to have a, um, a whole bigger room um ask all your questions we'll, we'll, we'll dig deep 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 into the protocol um tonight the main cook is going to be about um the the, the causes of autism we're going to look at the cdc's involvement in covering up um the vaccines and uh the role vaccines play with autism we're going to look at what glyphosate is we're going to look at how um how mms um affects glyphosate mm-hmm. um and the role of glyphosate in, in autism so that's what we're going to talk about tonight all right carrie can you give us kind of an overview of of your protocol just so people Absolutely. have an idea of what you do 
Hmm? Absolutely. So like I said, diet's really important. And my two favorite diets these days, one is carnivore and the other one is called low glutamate. So I kind of created this low glutamate out of the work from Dr. Russell Blaylock, who wrote a book in 1995 called uh, uh, Excitotoxins, a Taste That Kills. And it goes back to MSG, you know, the stuff they use in takeout food, for example. Well, it actually is, is present in things like almonds, broccoli, cauliflower, tomatoes, things that you would say, well, well how could that have something bad? And it's not really bad unless you have a leaky gut and then it's going to the brain, it's causing brain injury. So uh, I put them, and of course, when we talk about the vegetarian families, I put them on low glutamate because there are rice and beans in there. So you can survive rice and beans, some fruit, and there's other things in that low glutamate that could actually work for a vegetarian vegan family. And that's what I do with my families that are like that. And then of course, the people that can do carnivore, I, I love that one. And then chlorine dioxide kills all pathogens. It takes down inflammation, oxygenates the blood. It neutralizes heavy metals. I use black seed oil to seal the leaky gut uh, due to vaccines and other you know, issues like that. You, get, uh, you can get gut injury and of course you get a leaky gut and then of course everything that's going from mouth to anus is actually you know, bypassing and heading into the bloodstream and the blood will take it to the brain and that causes all kinds of alteration in behaviors and thought and that kind of thing. Uh, can even cause seizure because the wrong stuff is getting into the brain. I use humic fulvic to seal the leaky gut, takes heavy metals out of the brain and it has 77 minerals, electrolytes, and amino acids for us. So I always want to keep your minerals balanced. And also for the people that are, you know, that they got the jab, it also helps to get rid of um, uh, graphene oxide. There's a, there's a study out of Poland on that one. And then I use a structured alkaline silver, which is not colloidal silver, especially like in the families that their kids go to school. That gives us, you know, we can't really do CD in the school, so we can at least send this, this you know, colorless, odorless, flavorless stuff in the water. There's another product that we have called Synergy Max. And Synergy Max is a copy of Rarum, which took the place of GCMAF. So it reduces Nagalase, which is an inflammatory enzyme, and it increases macrophage, which is the Pac-Man of the immune system that gobble up the tiny little pathogens. Uh, I have a protocol for parasites. It was written by Andreas Kalker about uh, 11 years ago, where we use Mebendazole, which is a non-systemic parasite killer doesn't go, doesn't affect the liver or anything. Uh, stone breaker, which breaks up the oxalates that are coming from the parasites, and a little bit of castor oil for the liver flukes because the livers, the liver flukes do not like the, the, the castor oil. And what's happening with the, with the liver flukes, they're altering the liver function. So we're not, you know, we're not digesting carbohydrates and fats and we're not making uh, glutathione and things like that. So uh, the parasite protocol is there 21 days on and 9, 10 off. I use betaine hydrochloric acid uh, as a supplement while they're eating because like almost every, if not every child on the autism spectrum is low hydrochloric acid, meaning they're low stomach acid. And if you're low stomach acid, you're not able to absorb B vitamins, amino acids, and minerals. So whenever you look at a lab test of a kid who's bothered to waste money on labs, you're going to just see that across the board. And then of course, we just increase the stomach acid. Of course, the stools look better. They're more formed. There's no uh, undigested food in there. And of course, if the parents are into doing labs, they're going to see that now all of a sudden they're, they're, they have, you know, decent mineral absorption. They have decent B vitamin absorption. Of course, behaviors are going to change. Your amino acids are going to be up as well. I use chelators like zeolite, bentonite, and EDTA. I use oral chelators and baths 
because chlorine dioxide is so good at neutralizing the heavy metals that I don't have to put in an IV chelation like I used to have at my clinic, which didn't work anyway. I mean, it's going to take metals out, but you know, any metal that comes into the body is going to take the place of the one you just ripped out. So it's much more complete to use the chlorine dioxide alongside the oral chelators of the baths to get rid of the heavy metals. It's so much more complete. And then some of the families do hyperbaric oxygen, which takes down inflammation in the brain and in the gut. And I've had some kids recover after adding that as a last piece as well. And my and one of my new loves from 2022 is called Methylene Blue. It's been around a really long time and it helps to fix the mitochondria. And if you have broken mitochondria, you can have autoimmune disease. And that's usually kind of which came first, the chicken or the egg. So you'd actually have to have uh, a damaged mitochondria in order to have an autoimmune disease. And actually talking about people like my parents or Linnell, you know, we were talking about those people that are just like, you know, they're like tough. Well, probably their, their, their mitochondria is probably in really good shape. So it doesn't really matter what else is going on. But that's really where, where I'm at right now in 2022 uh, as a protocol. Hey, you know what I wanted to ask you? Um, hmm. I was going to save it for tomorrow, but you brought it up, so it's like we're here now. Um, <laughs> you said it first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Um, uh-huh. Have you ever looked into the correlation between blood type and autism? Uh, oh. Yeah, no, haven't. Ha- I haven't. <clears throat> Do you know that 90% of people with autism are type A blood? No. Oh, yeah. So that's interesting. Um, so we like I said, we've been doing the whole health thing. Right. Um, and so we did a uh, we did a whole cook on the blood type diet. Right. And so one of the things with type A blood. Right. And so soon as so when we actually when we were doing this cook, um, I actually brought up autism because I was mm-hmm. curious. Yeah. Um, one of the one of the markers or one of the, the, the characteristics uh-huh. of people with type A blood is mm-hmm. low um is low stomach acid okay yeah but i find it's across the board with our kids like like Mm. all of the kids on the autism spectrum and actually their mothers are too and by the way most all the mothers are hypothyroid and almost Mm. every child that's on the autism spectrum is born cesarean Ooh. Yeah, and now you know about the MTHFR connection too. So most of the parents, like my ex-husband, the father of my kids, he MTHFR, and so obviously one of my kids and all me and my sons are both. Uh, we're all three of us are O positive blood, but I know that the father is MTHFR. Of course, after the fact, I, I know that. So probably pass that along to my son. I, my Hold son on, wait, wait, what's what's MTHFR? What, what's that? It, it's it's a gene uh, de- gene defect. And, okay. and most of the kids, what it means is you're not able to detox. It's like basically when you have this MTHFR okay. gene mutation, your, uh, your ability to detoxify toxins is really, really low. So that's why you, you know, these people should not be getting vaccinated and they should not be taking any toxins at all. But most of the kids are MTHFR. And of course, like I said, I, I, there's even a sign like my ex-husband, for instance, had like on the back of his neck, it looked like somebody spilled red wine on the back of his neck. It's one of the symptoms of uh, one of the signs of MTHFR. And a lot of people have it and they're like, oh, yeah, it's just, you know, I get this like kind of allergy thing. But and you don't notice it's like in the back of the head where the hair is, you know, like the back nape of the neck. Um, and of course, after the fact, I found that out. And so the, you start to see like the, there's a lot of things in common or like my best friend. She's sick all the time. She's just beautiful and trim and exercise and everything. But she's the poor thing is sick all the time. And I said, I did. You, and she never got tested, but I'm sure that she had it. And uh, it's that she has MTHFR because she's sick all the time, and her son is autistic. So, whoa, okay, 
Yeah, um, MTHFR is a biggie for us. Sweet. All right, yeah, we're gonna so we'll, we'll get we'll dig into that some more tomorrow. Okay. Um, I feel 